Welcome to Rama for Today. And that fella got mad about it. Well, he said, I'll tell you right now, you better leave those folks alone, said they're lunatics. And you just better stay away from them, leave them alone. Well, no, he said, I haven't found out there that way. They seem to be mighty fine people to me. Actually, he said, this family lives right alongside me. I've never seen any better citizens or better people or better neighbors in my life than them. They're not lunatics. Why, he said, don't you know that they, 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 uh, they, they won't even allow you to drink beer? Why, he said, you know, since I got saved last Sunday night, I said, I haven't wanted to drink anything as long. <laughs> Praise God, I haven't even wanted a strong drink. And he said, you know, I'm used to drinking a little bit along too. But said, never have even thought of it until you mentioned it. <laughs> and he said, that man said, well, I tell you what, said, they even preach against smoking cigarettes. Why, he said, you know what, I hadn't thought of that either, but said, I haven't smoked one since last Sunday night, and I got saved. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan wraps up his teaching, Christ the Deliverer, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Well, I tell you, I don't see that we have any room to be of trying to blame and fix the blame. I'll tell you what let's do. Let's just preach deliverance. Let's just preach what the Word of God said, that if folks are condemning themselves and say, I'd missed it, well, let's tell them, thank God it's in there, that he not only said the prayer of faith shall save the sick, but if he's committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. And tell them the 103rd Psalm said, Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Can you say Amen. But you know, we've sort of got to carry over nowadays in the religious circles from these, from these Pharisees here in the days of Jesus upon the earth, here in this ninth chapter of John. Yes, sir, we still got that same old Pharisaical spirit. And you know what? It made those folks mad when this fellow got healed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They weren't at all glad about it. They got mad about it. Isn't that strange that folks get mad because somebody got something from God? I mean church people. Amen, that's true. And so they called him in and talked to him about it. Called him on the carpet. And so he told them about it. Well, they called his parents in. His mom and daddy got to thinking about it and said, now we've been a member of this church for years and grandpa and grandma was in this church and we don't want to get in trouble. Well, they said, he's our boy, all right. He's our son, and he was blind, but said, now, he can see now. Now, how it all happened, we don't know. Now, you know better than that. He told them they knew exactly what happened. But see, they didn't want to get excommunicated because it's going to turn them out. So they called him in again and asked him about it. Yeah, he said, this is the way it happened. This man, Jesus, healed me. He said, why, you asked me, you want to believe in him too? And they got up and throwed him out. Amen. They weren't at all glad about that. Made him mad. Ignored the poor fellow till now. Pay no attention to him whatsoever. But just as soon as he got something from God, then they got stirred up about it. Sort of reminds me down in East Texas, I know a fellow that was in the road business building. He's a contractor in the road business bu building business. And, uh, of course, involves thousands of dollars. Man of much wealth. 
this half of the revival, a little full gospel church, and so some of the neighbors invited him to go, and finally got him to go. And he and his wife went out on a Sunday night to attend the revival, and he went to the altar. Well, both of them went to the altar, and both of them were saved. Well, it got circulated over time because it's unusual for a man of his social standing and wealth and business and so on to be down in the humble full gospel church and so it was sort of went out over town it wasn't too big of a town oh 35 40,000 population little city of guess probably around 30 40,000 at that time I'm sure it's bigger now but anyway uh, it, so it got out so it got back to the pastor of the church that he belonged to and so this pastor came out where he was building a road to see it <laughs> building a highway and he finally got hold of him and he said to him, well, I thought I'd come to see you. And he knew what he was up to and he said, now, isn't that strange? That I was raised up in your church and my grandmother and grandfather's member of your church and my mother and daddy's member of your church and I've been a member of your church for 19 years myself, ever since I was a younger fellow. And, and, and I haven't been to church in 18 months. I haven't set my foot inside the church door in 18 months. And isn't that strange? You've never come before to see about me. I just wonder why. So the pastor grinned and said, well, I heard about what happened last Sunday night. He said, now, don't you let those people fool you. You've been saved all the time. Why, well, he said, I haven't been. I haven't been saved at all till last Sunday night. I got saved last Sunday night. I got born again last Sunday night. Oh, he said, you just got down there among those, uh, those people, and they may be pretty good people, but they're quite emotional, and they got you all stirred up, and, and it'll wear off. It'll wear off in a few days. And he said, well, no, they didn't get me stirred up. And he said, it hasn't worn off. It's been a few days by now. In fact, this is Wednesday. It hadn't worn off. Said, in fact, it's getting better all the time. <laughs> I'm feeling better all the time. Praise the Lord. Well, he said, you come on back over here where you belong. And he said, no, I'll tell you the truth about it, uh, Pastor. We, we won't be back there. He said, uh, not only that, he said, uh, you haven't been to see about me. I haven't been to church in... In 18 months, my wife and I, neither one had been out of church, but he said, I, I send them a check every month, and as long as that check come, I guess you're satisfied, but it won't be coming anymore. He said, you know what? He said, we're planning on getting filled with the Holy Ghost and talking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, that's true. That actually happened. And that fellow got mad about it. Well, he said, I'll tell you right now, you better leave those folks alone. said, they're lunatics. And you just better stay away from them, leave them alone. Well, no, he said, I haven't found out there that way. They seem to be mighty fine people to me. Actually, he said, this family lives right alongside me. I've never seen any better citizens or better people or better neighbors in my life than them. They're not lunatics. Why, he said, don't you know that they, 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 uh, they, they won't even allow you to drink beer? Why, he said, you know, since I got saved last Sunday night, I said, I haven't wanted to drink anything is wrong. <laughs> Praise God, I haven't even known any strong drink. And he said, you know, I'm used to drinking a little bit along too. But said, never have even thought of it until you mention it. <laughs> and he said, that man said, well, I tell you what, said, they even preach against smoking cigarettes. Well, he said, you know what, I hadn't thought of that either. But said, I haven't smoked one since last Sunday night, and I got saved. <laughs> well, he said, I'll tell you one thing, you can't live what they preach. He said, well, boy, I'm sure having a wonderful time trying it. Praise the Lord. And you know, that fellow, many years have come and gone, actually 15 or more, and he's still going on far and with God. Praise the Lord. But isn't that strange now? Uh, they, they, they didn't bother him at all till he got something from God. As soon as he got something from God, here they come trying to talk him out of it. I know I was pastor 
of a little church for a few months. Uh, actually, a, a man had built this church, and it's a new church, and he put his tent up another place, had a good meeting, he wanted to build a church there, so he said, Brother Hagin, take care of this and farm it for six months while I build this church, and then I'll turn it over to someone. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll preach here for you, this small church and a new work, and I'll hold some meetings, and if I'm not here, because, see, I was on the field time, well, I'll, I'll get somebody else to preach. Well, in that town, there was a man that belonged to a certain church, and he had uh, been paralyzed, was paralyzed, and completely helpless. And uh, so he had heard on the radio, and other folks had told him about it, about a meeting down in Dallas, a healing meeting. So they put him in a car and carried him from this little town down there about 20 miles away. And hands were laid upon him, and he got up and walked out of that wheelchair. See, he's paralyzed. He got up and walked out of that wheelchair. Walked out of the church, got into the car, rode home, walked out of the car, into his house for the first time in 12 years, undressed himself and got into bed. And by his own admission, after he got into bed, he got to thinking about it. Well, you know, uh, I don't know whether I believe that or not. <laughs> now, isn't that strange? He said he, he decided that that fellow had hypnotized him. And when he got to thinking about it, he became totally paralyzed again. He couldn't move. And he said in the night time, I said to the Lord, Lord, now, now if that's really you and that's really the Holy Ghost, you let that same power come on me again. And he said, I felt that power move on me. And I got up, got out of bed and walked into the kitchen, got me a drink of water. So I said, well, this is God. Praise the Lord. And so his wife, of course, he had been paralyzed these years. She had to make the living. And uh, they had one child, a girl, but she was, well, just about grown. Actually, she had a job, too, and was going to high school. But uh, it went all over this little town where he lived. It wasn't with three or four hundred people there. And so you see that went all over because that fellow, he got up the next morning, dressed himself, and walked about the place. People saw him. People heard about it. And for a day or two, he was like the way. Three days. And it went all over that little town about him being healed. But his pastor heard about it. And he went over there to visit him. And knocked on the door and the man walked to the door where he had been in a wheelchair. He walked to the door. Opened the door, invited him in. They walked out and sat out on the sun porch and talked. And this pastor said to him, Now, I'll tell you, you made a mistake going around those people. Now, he said... Uh, uh, it, it's to be admitted that they, they do some healings all right, but he said it's of the devil. Now, it'd be better for you. You've been a Christian for years, a member of our church, and it'd be better for you just not to ever be healed than to be healed that way. And when he got through talking to him, that man couldn't get out of his chair. He couldn't see him to the door. He was completely helpless like he was to begin with. And I'm a witness of the fact, the last count I had of it, and I've had the count of it in recent years, that these years have come and gone since then. You see, that happened way back in 1937. And I do know this personally, that up 1950, the man was still bound, still in the wheelchair. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. We're offering 50 camp meeting favorites on USB. These are 50 messages from the last 50 years of camp meeting 
from a variety of speakers. A book by Kenneth W. Hagen titled, Create the World You Want to See. And lastly, is Lynette Hagen's CD entitled, Whatever You Need, God's Got It. All these items at the special discounted price of $45. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You know, you hear me and Lynette saying, Thank you for helping us to bring hope, help, and healing into the world. Well, we have something we call Rhema Word Partners. What is a word partner? Well, it's somebody that prays for us regularly. And then secondly, sends an offering at least once a month, whatever you can afford to help us to keep Rhema going, help the Bible school. The tuition at the Bible school only pays for 30% of what they pay to go to Rhema. But your partnership provides scholarships for them so they can go. And, uh, hey, if you want to know anything about it, just go to rhema.org slash WPC, and it's all the information there. You can join right there if you'd like to become a Word Partner Club member with us. But we, we really would appreciate your prayer regularly. So we want to thank you for becoming a Word Partner Club member. And we want to thank all of them that are Word Partner Club members because you help us. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan will start a new and powerful teaching from the Rama Archives. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.